0: Hi this is Ashton Pills and welcome to Golden Nuggets for Aspiring Coaches. If this is your first time tuning in I'm glad you were able to make it. This podcast is designed to share the ideas stories and advice from coaches of all levels. Stay tuned. Today's guest is Chris Lapore from UNC Greensboro. Welcome to the podcast, Coach.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm fired so up
0: Yeah. So, what's been your motivation behind coaching?
1: Yeah. So uh, early on, I, I kind of knew it was for me. Uh, always as a player growing up, e- even in youth basketball, my 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 coaches always said you're going to be a coach one day, just because I, I loved the aspects of basketball that other people don't get real excited about, like I always loved huddles and communicating on D and, you know, posting little motivational stuff in the locker room and getting in the gym at night when, when the lights are off, the, the the little nuances of of, of separating yourself and basketball always excited me. And uh, I, I always spent time with, even as, you know, like a varsity high school player, spending time with the freshmen after practice and mentoring younger people, Uh, I always had that intrinsic motivation and uh, sure enough, all my coaches were right. I, I ended up on the sidelines and it's always just felt like, you know, where I was meant to be. So every aspect of coaching has, has been in me for a long time. And uh, I I love it to this day. I don't don't think you can make it in this thing unless you love it. So um, definitely a a passion and a love of mine.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, prior to UNCG, uh, you had, the chance to spend two seasons at Belmont University as a student manager. So how was that experience and how did it prepare you for where you are today?
1: Man, I'll tell you what, being a manager, and, and I tell this to, to managers now, like n- nothing has prepared me more for where I'm at right now as an assistant coach than, than my years as a manager. And uh, I, I know that a, a lot of guys and, and, and gals like yourself who are, are in that manager role sometimes it can feel like, man, I, I can't wait for the next thing. Or, you know, I can't wait till I can do this or do that. I'm I'm telling you, being a manager is so special. And to be the, the behind the scenes guys to make it all work. It's, it's so worth it to put the time in to put the extra time in nothing like shagging balls on game day or shagging balls in the summertime and, 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 and helping guys get better and, being in the locker room day to day with the, with the guys and, uh, you know, being a part of those trash talk conversations, who's better, LeBron or KD. Like those are some of my most fun memories uh, as, as a manager. And uh, of course, if you're at a place, you know, like yourself at, at Kansas where, you know, you're a part of a winning program that makes it even more special, but being a manager is, is, uh, you know, everybody has a different route to get into coaching I feel very lucky that I got those years under my belt as, as a student manager, uh, making sure the clipboard's clean, making sure the the Gatorades are full, making sure everybody's shoelaces are, 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 are perfect and everybody's shoes are lined up in their locker accordingly. Those little things actually really do matter. And when you're an assistant coach, man, you, you realize how much those managers do um, and how important it is that the locker room's clean when you're bringing in your top recruit. Uh, to see campus. So a very, very crucial experience. Um, And, uh, you know, I I advise everybody who's in who's in those shoes right now, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy those times and be great. Be great as a manager.
0: That's awesome. It it is quite special to be a manager. Um, How did you get that opportunity to go be a student manager at Belmont?
1: Yeah, I was I was coaching high school uh, locally about 15 minutes from Belmont. I lived in Nashville for almost 10 years and I went to high school there and then got into coaching while I was a student at Belmont. I was at a local high school about 15 minutes from the campus. And um, obviously I I grew up watching Belmont and saw them almost beat Duke in the NCAA tournament and, uh, you know, wanted to play there. Wasn't quite good enough. So, uh, you know, the next best thing I thought was to be a manager there. And uh, they just happened to be recruiting one of our players. I got to know the staff real well. And, uh, you know, they talked to me a little bit about the opportunity and I jumped on it. And that that first year as a manager there, we went to the NCAA tournament and I I fell in love. The rest was history.
0: That's awesome. You kind of hit on it. You were a high school assistant coach. So what was that like?
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting. So my high school coach that I played for changed schools, kind of went to like our rival high school um, in, in the Nashville area and asked me to come be his assistant. So I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that, you know, coaching was something I, I had interest in. And um, I, I started by coaching the freshman team and uh, coaching JV and, you know, assisting with the varsity. And it, it was really cool getting to getting to build your own practice plans and, um, you know, get creative with player development. And, you know, when you're coaching the freshman team, you might have 30 minutes to to get your practice in before the JV starts, before the varsity starts. And you've got to make use of your time and um, teach kids how to run plays. It's their first time really being coached and start teaching defense. And you can imagine it is, uh, you know, we, we weren't, we weren't, uh, we didn't look like Bill Self's Kansas teams running our offense. <laughs> uh, you know, we could barely get the ball across half court, but it was, it was, a, it was a great experience for me just getting my first chance to, to really coach a team. And I'll I'll never forget the first group of first batch of kids that I uh, that that I coached that that hung in there with me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you finished up that experience. You know, you graduated from Belmont and then you had the chance to be a graduate assistant on Coach West Miller's staff. So what was that like?
1: Yeah. So at the time, you know, I I think this is something that I talked to guys a lot about when they're looking for their first job um, after being a manager and I, I was caught up in it a little bit you know there was an opportunity for me at um, at places like Maryland and possibly University of Tennessee and I, I was really like into that level you know what I mean getting kind of got caught up in that level that level and uh, you know the more I the more I got to learn about the situation it was like well I'm going to go there and be one of eight GAs <laughs> and uh you know like three of them are you know the assistant coach's nephew and like you know I was like I just don't know if I'm going to be able to how, how do you stand out in that in, in a situation like that and um and, and I'm sure there there are pros to it but when I sat down with coach Miller at, at the final four in Dallas you know I was going to be our only GA and i was going to get my hands on a lot of stuff a couple things we talked about specifically in our interview process was he said he needed somebody to take over his camps and he needed somebody to just live in the gym with the guys and kind of head up his player development and i'm thinking shoot like this is this is a big time opportunity you know and you know now you look at our program and you go well you guys are one of the best mid-majors in the country you've won 104 games in four years you've been to the ncaa tournament and nits and at the time the program was in a much different place. And, uh, you know, my, my first year we won nine regular season games. And so, you know, it wasn't like I was, you know, walking into a, a mid major powerhouse at the time we became that over, over the years. But, um, I just, I clicked with coach Miller at a different level than the other places I was interviewing. And I think that's something that's huge is, you know, young professionals are going into the business and, and trying to take that next step. You got to make sure your values line up with the people you're going to work with. And the more I asked around, everybody was like, man, Coach Miller, he's he's one of the rising stars in this thing. Like, you'd be crazy to not jump on that. He's got energy just like you. Like you guys, will, you guys will click. You guys will hit it off. And sure enough, you know, six years later, I'm six years later, I'm still with him. So that, that was kind of how that all came to be.
0: That's incredible. And, you know, you went from GA to assistant coach pretty quickly. You just finished your sixth season as an assistant coach under Coach Miller. So how has this been? And, you know, what qualities make up a great assistant coach?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and everybody has a different path. And my, my path was very unique. You know, after I finished my two years as a GA, there was no movement on our staff. So the only way I, I was able to stay was Coach Miller got with RAD and, you know, they they agreed to create an admin position. It was, I think the title was special assistant to the head coach. And, you know, it was, it was an opportunity and I wanted to, I wanted to do everything in my power to stay. So I didn't care about the dollar amount. Um, When he said he had an opportunity for me to stay, I jumped on it. And uh, I think, you know, when I talk to guys and they're like, man, I want to take this job, but it's, you know, it's only for this amount of money man, you can't, can't think about it that way. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in this looking for dollars, man, IBM is hiring, you know, Microsoft is hiring, uh, you know, this, this is not a, a money driven profession in the, in the early years. Um, and so I didn't even ask what the dollar amount was. I said, you got a spot for me. I'm in. And, uh, three weeks later, our ops guy left and coach Miller bumped me right into that spot. Um, a couple weeks after that we had an assistant coach go down on medical leave and um he ended up retiring but that that first year six weeks after being a GA I'm the assistant coach I'm, I'm the third assistant coach handling ops responsibilities as well and so it was it was a pretty wild story It doesn't happen very often that way uh but you know coach coach trusted me in that role and uh you know it, it i'm i'm extremely grateful that he gave me the opportunity because you know he he won a national championship in north carolina i'm sure there's a list of 50 guys he could have hired ahead of me that were that have way more credentials than i do way way better experience than i did at the time um but again it's just a testament to his value system and you know he's he he's really about loyalty um uh, you know guys who sacrifice for him he's he's going to do everything in his power to take care of Uh, So he he gave me the opportunity. And I I think, you know, to your question, what what makes a great assistant coach? I could go on for an hour about that. Uh, But I I think two things really stand out to me. And I got these both from Coach Miller. Number one is you got to take things off your head coach's plate. Um, You know, your head coach should really only be worrying about roster management, recruiting, and team concepts, and maybe scheduling, but outside of that, if they have to worry about academics every day, if they have to worry about scheduling every day, if they have to worry about class checks every day, if they have to worry about meal plans every day, if they have to worry about, uh, you know, guys, gear, and equipment every day, if they have to worry about their calendar every day. Like it can get really overwhelming, really quick. And, you know, you've got to find a way whether you're a GA ops video assistant coach to take things off your head coach's plate. Um, You know, a couple things. And, you know, I I like to talk a lot about my experience as a manager in GA because a a lot of times that's, that's my audience. Those are the people that are asking me questions. um, The ops guys, video guys, you know, in my, when I was a GA, when I was ops, you know, I just told, I just told coach I got camp. Don't worry about camp. I got, it. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to promote it. I'm going to run it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm going to crush it. And and then, you know, okay, trust me with that. Well, now, now I'm going to take over your calendar, any meetings, just forward it to me. It'll be on your calendar. You get the reminders. and, And then all of a sudden, you know, you're doing his recruiting travel and, And now he's not having to worry about uh, interviews with with media. They're just reaching out to you. They're not even emailing him anymore. Um, You know, things like gear and apparel. Now he doesn't even – he just needs like a monthly update, a spreadsheet of this is what's ordered, this is what's coming in. He doesn't have to worry about quantities and who's getting what and all that anymore. There's so many things that you can take off your head coach's plate so they can focus on the meat and potatoes, roster management, recruiting, team concepts what we're doing offensively defensively if he's got to worry about um do we have enough for pickup today at 4 p.m you know how how is he going to focus on the list of 25 calls to the 2021 class that he needs to get to um so there's so many things that not even an assistant coach but a ga and ops and video can do to take things off your head coach's plate um, so that, that's one thing. And then another category that I think is, is big is you got to make your, your boss look good. Uh, you know, when, 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 someone's on the phone with you, whether it be a high school coach, AAU coach, player, parent, former player, and they're like, man, what's up with that play y'all ran at the end of the game? Like what's coach thinking? And you're like, man, I know, I don't know what coach was on, man. That was a stupid call. We should have just given the ball here to so-and-so and just let him rock, Now there's negative reinforcement out there. You just put something in somebody's ear that your boss is not up to the standard. And that's going to get back to them eventually, number one. And we all know how important loyalty is in this thing. Um, But, but two people believe we're we're on the inside of the program. People are going to believe what we say and you put negative stuff out about your boss, people are going to start believing that. And, you know, the correct way to respond to that is, man, I know, like, uh, you know, we 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 worked on that play in practice all week. We just didn't execute it. You know, we should have got to the offensive board. We got to coach that better in practice this week. You know, I, I think we'll have better success running that, running that same set next time. We'll execute it, get the bucket, win the game. You know, there, anytime somebody asks you a question where they're trying to get something negative, you've always got to make your boss, put him in a positive light. Coach is the best. You know, we've, we've, been, we've been rehearsing that play in that situation all year. That was the perfect time to call, and we just got to execute it better. Um, you know, th- this happens all the time in, in budget meetings with the administration, Um, you know, whatever it may be, someone at the coffee shop, man, y'all weren't very good this year. Yeah. Well, you know, coach, coach is the best. We got a, we got a great recruiting class coming in next year. We're going to be a lot better. Little things like that go a long way. Loyalty is so huge in this business. You know, if, if, if word gets around that you're bad-mouthing your boss, bad-mouthing your program, you're not going to last very long.
0: That's some great insight. Thank you. You know, kind of talking outside of your specific roles as an assistant coach, what are ways that you try to grow as a coach person through professional development?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the, the number one thing I, I talk to people about is the Rising Coaches group, which I know you're familiar with. Um, but that, that's a that's a daily opportunity to grow um, outside of the uh, networking opportunities, the you know, stuff with X's and O's, professional development, Um, you know, there's, there's just a culture of helping each other with, with that group. And, you know, anytime I run into something, you know, an an example would be this week, you know, all these kids in the transfer portal, I'm thinking, okay, who's in, who's in the Atlantic 10 that could tell me about this kid? And, oh, so-and-so from Rising Coaches is at UBAS. Let me give him a call, see what he thinks. They pick up the phone. We talk for, five ten minutes and, and and that's that's helpful. And yeah. I know I know if they're asking about a transfer from my league, I pick up the phone, call them, give them the same honest opinion. Um so the rising coaches, I always talk to people about that. Great group to be a part of uh for for development. Two other things I I like to do and that I recommend is and obviously it's kinda hard to do this right now, but uh you know, get out to watch workouts. You can do this as a manager, GA, Ops Video. Like, Go watch the local Division Three in your, in your community. Go watch the local D2. That's 20 minutes from your campus. You'd be surprised um, what, what you can pick up going around and, and, and watching other practices. You might bring something to your boss that he does, he's never seen before and go, that's pretty good. Maybe we'll do that this year. Um, and, uh, and you also get another opportunity to network, another opportunity to get in front of people. Um, another opportunity to meet new people, create new relationships, and these are people in your community, in your region. Um, so, for 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 networking and professional development, those are a couple things I definitely recommend.
0: Yeah, you know, hitting on networking and just connecting with other coaches. What are, what are some of the dos and don'ts of reaching out?
1: This can be tricky, um, because there's definitely a line between reaching out and forcing it uh and and so not not everybody's going to be responsive not everybody's going to become your guy if you will uh and and so you're never going to know that though unless you engage conversation uh you know there have been a ton of people who i've reached out to over the years that you know are just more acquaintances but you know there's a a group of guys in the, in the rising coaches and that are, you know, young assistants that just started with kind of a random conversation that are some of my best friends in the business now that, that I call weekly and and talk to about things outside of basketball family, my kids, uh, you know, think things of that nature. And uh, so, you know, getting in front of the right people is really important for networking. I, I always recommend this with, with networking, you know, let's go back to my last example. Let's say you're going to, um, you're going to your local division too. Uh, and you're, you're going, you're going to watch their practice. Don't spend all of your time after practice talking to the head coach because you know, like you're, you're at Kansas. Think about it. How many people try to get coach self's attention every day? 50. Yeah. Um you know, he, he's not probably not likely to remember exactly who you are the next time he passes you in the hallway after a two minute conversation. Um, now, you you go watch practice somewhere and you engage the GA or the video guy or the ops guy or the young assistant coach in in conversation. And now you have their email. You can follow up. Uh, the follow up is huge. Um, you know, there've been a lot of people who have reached out one time, but you gotta, you gotta follow up with people for any relationship to build. And, uh, you know, the GAs, the ops guy, the video guy, the young assistant, those are the ones that are going to be the next assistant coaches, the next group of young head coaches anyways. Um, so they're, they're going to be the ones making the hires for the next GA in their program, the next video guy in their program. Uh, so, you know, networking isn't, Okay, I, I need to know. I need to make sure I have Coach K, Roy Williams, and Bill Self in my in my contacts. No, but maybe having, you know, the the local, the local mid major college in your community, their video guy, that's a good contact. Yeah. Um, or the you know the local Division two, the young assistant coach there, that's a really good contact. Um, and, and so getting in front of the right people, something I really recommend uh, for, for networking and then, and then following up.
0: Those are great points, you know, just kind of wrapping up, what's a final, you know, golden nugget of advice that you want to share for those who aspire to be in the coaching business one day?
1: Yeah, I I think, um, you know, I, I did a, I did a little clinic last week. And so I've had a lot of people follow up with questions and, um, and, and advice. And one thing is, when you're looking, whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking to go from high school to college, or Division three to Division one, or from Division one GA to assistant coach, or from ops to assistant coach, whatever whatever situation you're in, from manager to GA, um, your current role is the is, is the best job. And if you don't approach it that way. Like I tell this to our managers all the time, if you're not a great manager, you're not going to be a great GA. Yeah. So, I'm the one you need to impress. I hire our managers. I hire our GAs. And when you're a GA, if you're not a great GA, you're not going to be a great video guy. I'm not going to feel that way. And you know, if you're not if you're not a great video guy, how am I supposed to think you're going to be a great assistant coach? And, and so, your, your current role, you got to make it big time. And you've got to really believe that it's big time, because if you don't approach it that way, it's going to be hard to make somebody believe that you're going to be great at your next job. And so I always encourage guys, whether they're in high school, uh, you know, a JV coach, a, you know, Division three volunteer, a JUCO assistant wherever they may be looking for, you know, that next, that next step, man, you got to make people believe that you're going to be great at your next step. Well, how do I do that? You got to be great at your current job. Current job's got to be the best job. You got to be big time. You got to crush it every day. Um, and, and that's something that I try to remind myself all the time. Um, Cause you know, in my current role, if, if I'm not great in my assistant coach role, how is anybody ever going to believe that I'm going to be a great head coach? And that's where my head's got to be every day. Um, and, and so that's, that's the best thing I could tell anybody um, in this business, either trying to get in or, or looking to, you know, quote, unquote, move up the ladder.
0: That's really good, Coach. You know, what's the best way for people to reach out to you to hear more and just, you know, get that advice from you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, be, be happy to follow up with any, anybody listening. Uh, I'll give you my, my email is chris.lapore, L-E-P-O-R-E, at uncg.edu. So that's chris.lapore at uncg.edu. If you want to reach out directly to me by cell, that's 615-772-5072. And and if you want to hit me up uh, on Twitter, it's at cl underscore uncg. So you, you can hit me up, email, cell phone, Twitter, I will do my best to get back to you in a timely manner.
0: That's awesome! Thanks for being on the podcast, Coach.
1: No doubt, I appreciate you uh, having me on, and I, I think it's great that you're doing this uh, during this time, giving people a chance to, uh, to to grow and develop while we're all quarantined, losing our minds, dying for some basketball. So yeah. I, I I really appreciate you, and um, you know, you're are what what you're doing on social media with this stuff and your Zoom sessions. Uh, has 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 gotten me excited, so I'm I'm glad you've taken this uh, initiative and taken it by the reins. And uh, the, I, on behalf of the young coaches community out there, we appreciate what you're doing.
0: Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, and see you next week.
1: No doubt. Talk to you soon. Thanks.